Hey, and welcome to the Crosspoint Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Michael Tadlock, and may it bring healing, hope, and ultimately, transformation. you to grab your Bibles and turn with me, Isaiah 52, we're going to jump right in this, okay, and so we're going to do this this morning a little bit as an illustrated sermon, and because of time, uh, we're going to jump right to it, okay, so Isaiah 52, stand with me, I got 30 minutes to preach an hour-long message, how many of you know nothing's too hard for God, if you believe it, shout amen, all right, verse number one, Isaiah chapter 52, This is what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, awake, awake. Somebody shout awake. Come on, say wake up. Come on now. Isaiah 52 verse 1. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus saith the Lord, you have sold yourselves for naught, and you shall be redeemed without money. I want you to go back to verse number one and two. Awake, awake. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. I want you to notice in these two verses here that the Lord is is speaking. He is giving directives unto Zion, unto Jerusalem, the captive daughter of Zion. And so today I want you, how how many of you understand that I believe we can be guilty of sometimes sitting around waiting on God to do something when he's actually waiting on us to make the first move. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So what he's burdened my heart to bring to you today is this thought. It's time for you to do something. So I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them, a little bit of attitude involved here. I want you to tell them it's time for you to do something. Come on. It's time for you to do something. Come on. Look at somebody behind you or in front of you and tell them it's time for you to do something. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Jesus, thank you for this word. Thank you for what you've already done in this place. Lord, I I sense just the battle, the fight. I know the enemy, God, wants to stop us from stepping into your plan for this service. So, Lord, I just pray you come even now. Dispatch angels from glory that will surround us, angels that will keep us angels that, Lord, will draw swords as we plead the blood of Jesus over this place, over these grounds. God, I believe you're wanting to birth a revival. You're wanting to birth a revival in this place, in our hearts, in our church, in our lives. So, Lord, I just pray you'll come, Lord, and just anoint me. Anoint me, Lord, to share your word. Anoint me, Lord, to share that that you've given me. Have your way. Speak now, almighty God. We'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As you're seated, tell somebody again, it's time for you to do something. It's time for you to do something. Amen. You can be seated. Stay with me now. I believe the Lord's wanting to speak, and I believe with what he's got for us today, hang tight with me. I know lunch is calling, but if you're hungry for revival, I want you to stay here with me. It's time for you to do something. In James chapter 4 and verse 8, James said these words, Draw nigh to God and he will what? And he will what? Draw nigh to you. So Fausti, if you want to be close to God, guess what? You've got to make the first move. Draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. 
Now, in no way are we saying that the Holy Spirit will not work in our lives uh, without us initiating something. Because thank God he's at work and he is sovereign. How many of you know we serve a sovereign God? Amen. But the reality is today that many times the Lord is waiting for us to make a move. He wants to work in us. He wants to move in us. (coughs) Excuse me. He wants to bring revival to our lives. But he's waiting on us to do something. And oftentimes it's in the waiting that the enemy gains ground. It's in the waiting that we find ourselves discouraged. We find ourselves depressed. And listen, I know those of you that are on the bleachers are way back there. Can y'all hear me okay? Because I, I don't want y'all to be detached from us this morning, okay? We need, maybe we need some more chairs. I don't, I don't know. But I, 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 I want y'all to stay in this with me, okay? This is the reality. God wants to do something in our hearts and in our lives. God wants to do something in our church. God wants to work. God wants to move. But perhaps he is waiting on us to do something. This morning I want to ask Brother Daniel, wherever he's at, if he would come and join me up here because I'm going to use him today if I can because we're going to jump right in the meat of this because time is short. So I want Brother Daniel to come in his bad-to-the-bone self and sit down on this one chair here. This chair right here, this chair looks a little broke to me. I'm not 100% sure if we, I love you, buddy, but I don't want to put you on the, on the ground. Can we, don't sit in that one. Just leave that one over there. That one's probably fine. Brother Marshall, can you just, somebody come help. I need some facilitators to come facilitate. It's all right. Just grab another chair. Move that out of the way. All right. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, I mean. Sit down there, Brother Daniel. Because I want us to, I want to talk to, slide on, you got to slide way over. I want to talk to you real quick about the condition. Because we look at this first verse and, and it's the prophet Isaiah declaring these words of the Lord. Awake, awake, put on your strength, put on your beautiful garments. He says, shake yourself from the dust, arise, sit down, loose the bands from your neck. He's saying all these things, but what I want you to understand is if we was to back up to the chapter previous, the words of the people was for the Lord to wake. Wake up, Lord, wake up, and let your arm be extended to us. They were crying out for God to do something, and the Lord answers and says, first, you're going to do something. Now, what I want you to see is the condition that must be here. First of all, for the cry to come, awake, awake, then that means there must be somebody that is asleep. Just give me a good mouth open, nearly slobbering all over your chest, asleep. He is asleep, and here he is in this shape and in this condition. He is slumbering. He is is snoring. He is asleep. We find that the next thing that we see is, is that it says put on your strength. So not only is he asleep, but he's weak and he's weary. Not only that, it says put on your beautiful garments. So we recognize that there must be garments that he has on that are not beautiful. Garments that are, that, and the word that comes to my mind is drab, not drag, but Brother Daniel, but drab with a B, dark and heavy. Garments that represent that of, of, of brokenness and depression and garments that represent that of, of grief and mourning. Garments that represent that of complacency and lukewarmness. If you're following me, say amen. We see these garments are there and, and it's here. And this is, this is the condition of many that, that they are in, as, even as, as uh, those trying to serve the Lord, that this is where the devil wants to get you, where you have fallen asleep. He wants to wrap you up with the cares of this life. He wants to wrap you up with the things of the struggles and battles and difficulties of life to get you to the place that you're discouraged, you're depressed, you're oppressed, you're weary, you're tired. You're complacent, you're lukewarm, and he gets you to this spot where you don't even know if you want to continue anymore. And he gets you to this spot, you've lost your praise, you've lost your shout, you've lost your joy. You're just at a place like never before that you need revival. Then he goes a little bit further and he talks about the dust. I begin to think about what the dust would be, and I was reminded of Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 1. 
that talked about let us lay aside the weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Isn't that how the enemy works? How he comes in our lives and if we allow ourselves to get wrapped up a little bit in discouragement or negativity or fear or worry and all all of a sudden he starts putting this weight on us and there it is, it's all over us and it's just the dust. He said said to shake yourself from the dust so that means there's got to be some dust that's being applied to our life. See, when you look in the Old Testament, you find that they would cover themselves with dust is humility. They would cover themselves with ashes in humility, but it was also a sign of defeat. And that's how the enemy works. He wants to bring these weights into our lives and get us to the place that we've just got it all over us. We're down and out all the time. We're negative all the time. It's just this weight. Got to get up and go to the job. It's a weight. Got to make another dollar. It's a weight. Trying to make things work. It's a weight. Raising children. It's a weight. Trying to make the marriage last, it's a weight. All these things begin to weight us down. The price of gas going up, it's a weight. Bread is $5 a loaf, it's a weight. Eggs are 4 or $5 a dozen, it's a weight. Are you hearing me? All these things, physically, I'm struggling, I'm sick in my body, it's a weight. It's there continually in my life and it's weighting me down. I'm sick, I can't get better, I've got all all this going on, it's just weight after weight after weight that is going on me and applying to my life and if we're not careful, those weights will give way unto sin in our lives and sins begin to creep in now, I'm doubting God on everything, now I've opened myself up to things where I'm I'm slipping and I'm lying and I'm lusting and all these things begin to enter in into my life You hearing me today? Weights and sins, the dust of this life again and again and again and it just pours and pours and pours on us. No, not me, preacher. And we get living in sin and we get to looking at things we shouldn't look and going to places we shouldn't go and piercing things we shouldn't pierce and tattooing things and all this begins to enter into our life and this dust begins to take over and all of a sudden we find ourselves in such a place of defeat in our lives. We say we want God to move but here we are sitting down in complacency and lukewarmness sitting down way down by the things of this life when we open our mouth it's not faith it's doubt it's negativity it's alright I only got one amen but that's okay I don't know that I'll ever get this cleaned up but it may take a shop back or Stanley steamer but that's alright we won't be chafed amen Weights and sin. We can look up here. We act like that ain't me. We can act like not me. I'm good. But you know what? Reality is there's so many that you've been looking to the wrong things in your life. You've been looking, you've been allowing the wrong things in your life, and it's become a weight around your neck. Are you hearing me today? Listen, the reality about all of it is this, is that this is where the enemy wants you down. He wants you wrapped up in depression. He wants you weighted down with the cares of this life. He wants you ending up in sin. He wants you on the road to backsliding. But then we go a little further, and he said there was some bands Lift your head up there, cause we're gonna we gotta put something else on you. Oh, you got a little too much hair. Close your eyes tight and your mouth. Curl your lips in. Hold your breath. Okay. See.
find ourselves chained. The word said there, loose the bands from your neck. So now we've got bands around our neck. We're in bondage. We're, we're the captive daughter of Zion. We are held captive by the enemy. We've got these chains that are there around us. And, and, and even though we want to serve God, we, we can't get loose from the chains. There it is. For some of you, you're battling generational things that the Lord wants to set you free from. But as long as you like it around your neck, then it's going to stay there. Are you hearing me? Generational things that the enemy has said you'll never break free from. You'll never find find freedom from. Things that are there. Maybe it's things that the enemy's attached to you along the way. It's a grief that you just can't break free from. You'll do good for a little while, but then you find he grabs that chain and pushes you and pulls you right back into a place of mourning and grief and depression in your life. He changed you down. Help me, Holy Ghost. The entanglements of sin, the bondages of the enemy, our head hanging low, wrapped with a cloak of heaviness, wrapped with a cloak of depression and discouragement, shackled and chained by the enemy. As much as within us we say, oh, we want God to move. Oh, we want God to work. Oh, we want God to touch us. But yet we live every day putting up with these things in our life. We, but we have grown, grown numb and dull on the inside to our real condition. We've fallen asleep so much because of spiritual dehydration that we don't even realize the condition that we're in and we're here and we're sitting in a place of defeat and we are dying because of what the enemy has put on us. But I want you to say something's about to change. Come on, say something's about to change. Because the cry of verse number one in chapter 52 was awake, awake. The same Hebrew word twice. Many say that's because there's not punctuation in Hebrew like it is in the English language. And so when there are two, uh, there, there is a repeat or enunciation of a word, it is to, it is to uh, express exclamation. It is a wake up. How many of you have teenagers or have raised teenagers and you know what it is to wake up a teenager in the morning? How many of you know sometimes it takes a lot of effort and the anointing of the Holy Ghost? Can I get an amen? A lot of flashing of the light, a lot of threats, come on, a lot of going and getting that paddle and say, I'm going to come back in here and I'm going to put this on you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. That's what it takes a lot of times and it's a wake-up call. See, I believe there is a wake-up call that is being sounded now and it is a call to wake up. Somebody shout, wake up. Look at your neighbor, slap, look at your neighbor and say, wake up. See, that is what the Lord is wanting to do with us, is to wake us up, to, to touch us just enough that we can, when we can hear his call, Daniel, he's calling us, Daniel, that we open our eyes and we know how many of you, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation with somebody that has been on life support and they've been there and they're saying, we're going to take them off life support and we're going to see what they do, see if they can make it and what a joyous occasion it is. I've been there many times where when they turn off that machine and that loved one starts breathing on their own and they open their eyes and they know where they're at. It's a sign that there's still life there. It's a sign they're not dead. It's a sign there's still brain activity. It's a sign they're gonna make it. Can I ask you today, will you just open your eyes? Would you open your eyes today? Romans said it's high time to awaken. That word awake there means open your eyes. It means to stir yourself. And Isaiah, 
The Bible also says, I believe in Isaiah 64, the prophet said, there is none that calls on your name, that stirs up himself to take hold of thee. The Lord is calling for folks today to awake. You know, I had my, my son had something happen to him yesterday that to start with, it, uh, the devil wanted it to discourage me a little bit, but the more I think about it, the more I've realized that it's the exact reason why God has us where he has us, because Pastor Hayden was, was ministering yesterday to someone and was uh, in, inviting them to church, uh, and they had come at some point through the last couple of years, and, and they said that they just have a hard time going to church in a gymnasium. Now, let me just say this to you, that I, I, I don't want to be too critical of that, because I know that our culture and where we're at as a society that that there that it is not an easy thing to have church in a gym or come to church in a gym but the Lord kind of helped us see as that was shared that that's the exact reason that he's got us here it's not to look like every other church be like every other church but to be somewhere that is different that we don't put on religious cloaks and that become death in our life but that we allow ourselves to be awake I said we allow ourselves to be awake. No, we're not like every other place. And we refuse to be that if that place is a religious place. No, we want to be a place that is awake and on fire with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And the reality today is the Lord is calling for his people to wake up. He sent a COVID call to the church and the church slipped into a place of us being asleep and many of you yet to return to church because they're scared to death of getting COVID. But let me say this to you today. When our brothers and sisters in China will slip to the underground church where when they're, if they're caught, they are put to death. How dare we allow anything to keep us from gathering together? I, oh, but pastor, there are some with health issues and health problems. I believe that in the height of it, yes, there were reason for concerns. And when there are a resurgence, maybe it's time to back up and to be careful. But I, we were in a place this past week where people are still wearing their masks when they're standing right by themselves, nobody around them. Do you know what that is? Uh, that is nothing more than indoctrination of a society. I'm not going to get into that side of it, but when folks are wearing their masks when they're riding down the road in the car right by themselves, what in the world is going on? We need folks to wake up today to realize that it ain't the same watching it by live stream as it is gathering together. That's why the word says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Why? Because we need to come together. You want an excuse to stay out of church? The devil will give it to you. He'll give it to you. You just wait for it. Saturday night, there's a little bit, a little bit of urge in you that says, "I want to stay home today." The devil, he'll give you a sniffle the yes the, the next morning. It'll be better by lunchtime, but you'll have it when you get up. Are you hearing me? And the reality is this. We, God's trying to wake us up. And he, we see he wants to move. He wants to work. But we're so busy with life and we're so busy doing our thing that we're not paying attention that the alarm is going off and the Lord is calling for us to wake up. said then put on your strength lift up thine eyes lift up your head look under the hills from whence cometh your help your strength, oh we're going to deal with this just a second because I want you to understand today the Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is what? my strength. That's why I loved what happened to Sister Courtney and her sisters on that Friday night. I loved it. Why? Because it was the Lord giving joy. It was the Lord giving joy right in the middle of struggle. The Lord was giving a joy that was real and genuine and I've seen a strength in them ever since. Listen, there are a lot of folks that are down and out because they've lost their joy. Lift up your head and recognize your joy is not in how much money you make. Your joy is not in the car you drive or the house
house you live in. Are you hearing me today? Your joy is not in the temporal things of this life. They'll give temporary happiness, but that is it. The reality is this. There's only one place to get true joy, and it is the joy of the Lord that is unspeakable and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Acts 1 and 8. Jesus said, you shall receive power. Somebody shout power. Zechariah 4 and 6, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That word strength there, it means what you think. It means strength. It means strong. It means might. It means power. In other words, he's telling you to put on your strength. Are you hearing me today? Put on what makes you strong. My strength is not in myself. But then he said, put on your beautiful garments. So I I gotta find a way to do this exactly. We're gonna see what we can do here because he's saying listen you, you're going to have to make a change you, you can't wear your beautiful garments and wear this one at the same time I see you lifting up your head under the Lord where your strength comes from seems like I see a little smile trying to poke through oh there it comes almost little, there, little more little smile might even see little teeth that are showing just a little bit because I'm happy and joyful in the, I'm lifting up my head. I'm even nodding a little bit because I, I can hear the Lord speaking into my spirit and he's telling me you're the head and not the tail, that you're going over and not under, that you're an overcomer, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the, I'm feeling a little bit of strength getting in me as I'm sitting here. So he's saying, Put on your beautiful garments so you look around and now you can see, man, what in the world am I wearing? What do I have on? Ooh. And so we're going to help him do this. And so now what happens, come on, the first garment I want to tell you about in the next chapter is called the garment of salvation. Come here, Sister Casey, let me use you. Are you saved? Are you? So why in the world are you allowing this heaviness to be on you? Why in the world are you allowing this depression to dominate you? Why in the world are you allowing the devil to keep you wrapped up in darkness? Because when you are saved, when you are washed in the blood of Jesus, when you are redeemed, that is a beautiful garment that you have been wrapped with. So what we're going to do right here, Brother Daniel, I know you're kind of limited in how much you can do. So what I want you to do is just take your hands the best you can and say this has got to go this has got to go we're going to take it off right oh help us Jesus oh Gavin oh Troy oh Lord get the dust and rag hallelujah we'll do it later well, it might be a fresh anointing just hit it I don't know but we're going to wrap you up in what represents salvation and I want you to know that it is a white garment how many of you know that it's the blood of Jesus that makes us holy. If you believe that, say amen. If you still believe in holiness, shout amen. Come on, if you believe in holiness, shout amen. The reality is this. The truth is this. There are many folks that find themselves having to ask for forgiveness again and again and again because they've still got the dust of things on them. Oh, look at that. They've still got the dust on them. They still have got some bondage on them. But listen to me. It's time that some of you are reminded who you are. You need to remember that you are a child of the living God. You need to remember that Jesus paid the price that you could go free. You need to remember that you are a son of God. Are you hearing me today? My name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm on my way to heaven. Back up, devil, in the name of Jesus. Put on your beautiful garments in the next one, garment of praise. Isaiah said he's given us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh, and here we are putting on 
a garment of praise is my prayer shawl. Putting on a garment of praise. Woo, that means, this is the reality, some folks just can't lift their hands very hot, very high. Oh, they're trying, they're praising the Lord. Woo, open those hands, I'm just praising. Come on, pray, lift your head up to know where your help comes from. Praising the Lord. Isn't this like a lot of Christians on Sunday mornings, it's this half mass kind of praise, you know. The half mass, that means somebody's dead, right? But last time that I checked, Jesus is not still in the tomb. He has risen. Did you hear me? I said, oh, hallelujah. I said, he has risen. Glory to God. And that here we are, put on that garment of praise. Oh, we'll even hold it in our hands occasionally. We'll praise occasionally. Problem is that many folks, they leave out just like they came in. They'll come in and sing breakthrough, 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 and they don't have a breakthrough. They'll come in and sing through the fire, and oh God, thank you for being with me through the fire, but they st they leave out, still in bondage. They'll sing way maker, way maker, way maker, but they don't let God make a way. They'll speak that name of Jesus, but never truly engage a faith in their heart that they can find a freedom that is genuine and real. And this is where we end up. Not that you're not sincere. Not that you don't want God to move. But somehow in your life, you've come to this conclusion that you're waiting on this moment of, of an earthquake. You're waiting on this moment of a heavy wind to blow. You're waiting on this moment of a fire to fall. Whenever the moment is just like Elijah, it's a still, small voice that is saying, what are you doing here? And he's calling you out of where you are. His whisper is louder than anything you've ever heard when you need to hear his voice. And it's a wake-up call calling you into his presence. Hallelujah. See, something's got to happen here. Come on, Brother Tim. Where are you at? The next verse says, now first of all, let me say, somebody say a change is coming. Because he said, from henceforth there shall no more come into you the uncircumcised and the unclean. You know what that means? That means things are changing in you. Shake yourself from the dust. Shake yourself from the dust. Shake yourself from the dust. He's saying, shake, 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 shake yourself from the dust. Are you hearing me? That word shake, I love the definition of this. It means to shake off. Shake it off, Daniel. It means to shake out. Shake it out, Daniel. <laughs> oh. But it also means to overthrow. And I like this one. That the word, the word shake thyself is also the idea of the rustling of a mane, usually accompanied by a lion's roar. Ooh, are you hearing me? Oh, thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Usually accompanied by a lion's roar. Drink, Tatata, stop. Drink. How many of you are thankful we can come into moments where the Lord says, I know what you need? You may not know what you need, but I know what you need. Are you hearing me? And he gives it to us. He gives it to us. How many of you want it all? Come on, say it. I want it all. Come on, say, give it all to me, Jesus. All of it. You could be saying, go. Come on, encourage him one time. <laughs> Usually accompanied by the roar of a lion. Last time I checked, Jesus is known as the lion of the tribe of Judah. So when you make the step to shake the dust off of you, shake it off of you, shake it out of you, to overthrow it. All of a sudden, I believe there's a lion of the tribe of Judah that is roaring into your life with power and with anointing. 
shake off the dust. Then he said, arise. You've been in this place long enough. I know you love me, Daniel. I know you're trying your best to serve me, Daniel. I know that you've realized you're my son. I know you're clothed in that garment of salvation. I know that you've got a garment of praise on. But Daniel, there's still a dust that the enemy's pouring on your life. The weights and the sins. He's still holding you captive by things, Daniel. Maybe it's your past, Daniel. Maybe it's your childhood. Maybe it's the loss of that loved one. He's trying to hold you down, Daniel. He's trying to hold you captive. He's trying to keep you in this place you're in where you're down and out all the time, discouraged, I'm depressed, you're weak, you're weary you never can get ahead you never can experience revival you never can experience the fire of God like you really want to on the inside so Daniel I'm telling you today arise get up Daniel right where you're at see a lot of folks do this but they don't change places. Because see, he said to get up and sit down. Just, just sit back down. Does that even make sense? No. He's saying get up because I'm moving you. Get up, Daniel, because I'm moving you. You're, you're, tra- you're changing positions, Daniel. Now, You're moving from a seat that represents discouragement and depression and weariness and emptiness and insecurities and instabilities. And you're getting up out of this, Daniel. Get up. Get up. Arise. Get up, husband. Get up, wife. You've been in that chair long enough and you've tried to do it your way. And you've you've asked me, you've asked me to do some things, but there's some things that I want you to do before I do that. Get up out of that place. Get up out of the doubt. Get up out of the fear. Get up out of the negativity. Get up out of the laziness. Get up out of it. Oh, I want God to move. But you're lazy spiritually. I like what it said about sit down. It doesn't just mean sit down. It means settle. Come here, you two ladies. Just stand right there. Like... Like two angelic voices in the presence of the Lord is where he wants you to sit down. Where the angels are there every second of our lives and in eternity where there is no time. Continually crying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. That's where he wants to sit you down, is in his presence. See, there's another thing he said had to happen. See, Daniel. You're fixing to sit back down right where the Lord wants you, but for just a second, for just a moment, I want to know, do you want revival in your life? And, and you're in this example and illustration that we're doing, Daniel, are there things that are hindering you? Are there things that are stopping you, that are weighing you down. Then Daniel, you've got to make a decision. The reality is, Daniel, you have got to do something. It's time that you do something. Now, first of all, I want you to understand this, that Daniel can't shake himself from the dust without the power and the might of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to shake off the weights of this world and you're not going to shake off sin in and of your own power. And I had to dissect this passage to gain that understanding. It's that we, it's not by our strength that it happens. It's not by our beautiful garments that it happens. But it's because it's His strength. I can do all things through who? Through Christ which strengthens me. 
So my faith is not in myself. My faith is in the Lord. To muster up one more time the faith to believe that my God is able to forgive me of my failures. My God is able to wash away my sin. My God is able to heal my hurts and my pains and my wounds. He's able to lift these weights off my shoulders, take this burden off of my neck. My God is able. So my job is faith. shout is gone. But if we can just stir up a little bit of faith today. Begin to lift our hands up just a little higher. Lord, I believe that garment of faith, that garment of praise is on us. And before long, our faith gets stronger stronger until we're able to declare, Lord, I believe. I believe in who you are. I believe you died for me. I believe you paid the price that I could have victory. I believe you paid the price that I could be healed. I believe you paid the price that my marriage could be mended. I believe that you paid the price for me to be alive on the inside. I believe. I believe. And somewhere, somewhere in the spirit realm, it has been decreed from Calvary until now that when someone puts their faith in Jesus, Christ as Lord that the blood will still prevail and somewhere in the midst of it all the blood is applied again and when it is it's by the blood that the neck has been loosed from the bands that is bounded and we step into a place of freedom and liberty and healing in our lives we step into a place of wholeness in our soul. Shake yourself from the dust. Shake, 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 shake yourself from the dust. You engage your faith and the Lord will show up. Stay standing with me. It's by the blood. It's by the blood. by the blood because I believe I believe how many today see ultimately this is a call for revival ultimately this is a call for revival in your life because the Lord knows you're weary Lord knows you're tired. Lord knows the enemies wrap that cloak of heaviness around you. Lord knows the enemies battled you physically, spiritually. Today, the question is on the table. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Me, what do you mean? I, I got to do something, draw nigh to God. And what? He'll draw nigh to you. Long as you want to wear these things around your neck as a necklace, you can. If you're ready for revival in your soul, I'm talking about an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. 
talking about a transformation. I'm talking about a, a move of God. See, this morning early I was praying for you. I was begging God for you. And I said, Lord, if, if they make any movement today towards you, any movement. Oh, I, I was asking for you all to move in this direction, but I, I backed down from that because I, there's always somebody that don't want to come to the altar. So I, I said, Lord, if they make any movement towards you today, would you let that be just a sign that they're saying, I believe? Would you let that be a sign that they're waking up, that they're shaking the dust off and pulling the bands off by the blood? Would you let that be enough to show that they're putting their strength on by the Holy Ghost and they're putting on those beautiful garments? Nasty. This week, the Lord took me back to why this thing even started that we call Cross Point Church. Let me serve everyone notice. It's not about us. It's not about you. And if you've allowed your tongue to take over in negativity, you need to get it under the blood and at the altar. Because God's not called us here to be a church that sleeps and slumbers our way through. He's not called us to be a come and see church. He's called us to be a go and do church. And God help me if i got to go to every single door right by myself. God's called us to be a church of outreach. And I'm just telling you today, it's more, it's more. And I'm thanking God for the distributions. And we're going to keep doing those. And we're scheduling those. And we're working on those. But it's got to go beyond that. It's about you sharing Jesus with your friends. Go knock on them doors of your neighbors. It's about you being awake, not sitting in this chair of do nothing. Not sitting in this chair of God bless me if you can. God, it's all about me. I come for my blessing today. It's not that. No, it's over here in this chair of my life has been changed. My life has been transformed. I'm not the same person that I used to be. And I just want to tell somebody about it. Ministers to come stand here in these altars right here. Brother Kenny is in the back. announced to you that Pastor Tim is stepping into the role as our worship pastor and I want you to give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise for him because he's been doing the work helping me for two years faithfully I'm excited because he's got a heart for it he's passionate about it I'm excited to see how God's going to use him in that ministry even greater in the days ahead I want to speak to these ministers and I want to tell you that it starts with us. It starts with us being in revival. It starts with us never sitting in that chair wrapped in a cloak of depression or heaviness. We have to lead from that chair over there of freedom, that chair of praise, that chair of power, that chair of revival. Are you hearing me? And the reality is this, that God has called us together for such a time as this. I, I, I've been in negotiations with the chair company because I'm trying to get the price down for some new chairs so we can take away these green ones and white ones and add some better looking cushion ones. And if somebody feels led to just write a $10,000 check to Day, then go ahead and we'll buy more chairs. As far as that goes, if you feel led to write a $13,000 check to buy our metal building,
building or our pole barn package for the property, please have at it today. But this is the thing. God's not called us here to be status quo. He's not called us here just to meander through this ministry life. He's not called us here to go through the motions. He's called us here to reach one soul at a time, to change this community for the power and the, and the glory of God. And listen, I can't do it by myself. It's going to take all of us together. But God, help us that we don't allow ourselves to be weighted down, that we don't allow ourselves to have sin and junk enter into our lives. He's called us to freedom. He's called us to the anointing. He's called us to greater things. It is now, not next week, not next month, not next year, right now. you're not ready to go to heaven, that you want to make things right with the Lord this morning, I want you to step out right now. Make your way down here to one of these altars. We want to pray with you. You don't have, you don't have to leave lost today. You don't have to leave bearing the weight of the world on your shoulders. You can leave knowing that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You can leave knowing you're ready to go to heaven. Hallelujah. But I want to ask for everyone. You can come with the rest of them. Come if that's what you feel. But I want to ask for everybody in this place. Do you hear the call of the Lord? Do you hear Him calling you to wake up? Do you hear Him calling you to move past where you're at? Out of bondage, out of darkness. He's calling you to a place of strength and power and anointing. He's calling you to a place of Holy Ghost revival. I just want to know this morning from the youngest to the oldest in here, is there anybody that will say, I want more of God? I want more of God. I want revival in my life. I want revival in my soul. Then the word is to you today that it's time for you to do something. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. It's time to move. It's time to do something. It's time to fall on our face before God. It's time to stand with hands raised. It's time to call out on him to move in our lives, to pour his spirit out upon us, to send strength where we're weary, joy where we're sorrowful, peace where we're in the storm. It's time to call on his name. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Crosspoint can now be your home church from wherever you are through the weekly live stream on Facebook and YouTube and this podcast. For more information on Crosspoint, be sure to check out crosspointpdl.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week.